Welcome to Accountability, where we exist to give you learned truths and live experiences from deep inside the spiritual online business space. This is where opinionated people come to speak their peace without judgment, attacks, or cancel culture looming on the doorstep. Our emotions have been brewing. It's time to spill the tea. All right, Gwen. So today we are talking about the CEOs, aka the self-proclaimed spiritual hose, spelled H-E-A-U-X, of course. Or did I forget another E in there? No, I think no, you got it no, right. No, that's right. <laughs> um, this is this is such a big one because there's so many different layers and ways that like this shows up in the different communities. So I think we're just going to take this apart layer by layer, like a better than sex cake. I'll just get to it. <laughs> just get tastier as we go. So I think I'd want to start here with the the idea of the ones that call themselves like CEOs, right? Mm-hmm. Like those that like literally self-proclaim this like hoedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like, that, yeah, hoedom. I don't know if they use that, but <laughs> it really goes like hand in hand with to me, like the the overly like feminist era type mm-hmm. people, like people that really cling on to the idea of the patriarchy holding us down for too long. This is feminine empowerment in a way. And this is how we reclaim ourselves and and that sort of like narrative. So I know that you've seen that as well. I'm curious. Let's just start there. What are your thoughts on the whole pose? As I do, like the biggest eye roll ever. My thoughts on the CEOs, I, from a business perspective, like I just don't get it. Like, I think that it undermines your legitimacy as being like an authority. And because I've seen it a lot with business coaches, right? Like, I'm a seven figure business coach, but her, front page of her website is her laying in red lingerie on a couch like spread out right I I don't look at you as an authority in business if that's the type of attraction marketing that you're using right so I I think that like while the intention is made or the intention that they're saying is is for women's empowerment and you know kind of fuck the patriarchy Honestly, it seems like it's doing the opposite of that. It feels repressive to me. I completely hear what you're saying. Like to me, if I were to show up, let's say, in lingerie for a business thing, I wouldn't feel like expressive. And and I get that everyone's different. And I Mm -hmm. I would love to talk to somebody. I think that we'll do this in our tea time afterward, um, which if you want to join that, you can go to IWantTheTea.com because it'll redirect you to our community. But um, I, yeah, I definitely want to talk to somebody in it because it's, it's the same for me. And I, I think I've seen too many women that fall into this category that have definitely either felt rejected by men. They've been abused by men in some mm-hmm. way, not even necessarily sexually. Or, and to me, like, it's almost this, there's that big narrative of like, are you a victim or are you in your power? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is a way to go from victim to being in your power. Just claim the thing, like, you know, claim the slut, claim the hoe, claim whatever mm-hmm. like the patriarchy has done to like keep us sexually repressed as females. 
And that's just not a storyline that I've ever actually agreed with. I've never felt sexually repressed. And I was raised in a Lutheran church and my parents didn't talk about sex. And I was a virgin longer than most of my friends, actually all of my friends. Like I never felt this like repression. And so to me, like it's, it's never necessarily resonated, but it gets so, it gets so convoluted. Cause like, like, like we started, like, it's almost like it's this feminist agenda anti-patriarchy it also embodies this body positivity i was just gonna say the body positivity and that's great and then and then it's like okay so then if that's what you feel like you need to do like boudoir shoots for example like i've heard so so many women that have done them that are like oh my god like they were all like oh my god i was so nervous and afterwards i've never felt more empowered in my life so maybe there's something to it but that's something that seems so like personal or that you'd maybe gift but just because yeah. that it make you never feel more powerful than you do, that doesn't mean that's not your branding. Except, I mean, okay, so let's get to the next layer of the cake because we might have to come back to that layer. Okay. But that like, leads me to, if that like, but when that does become your branding, that's suddenly where we get into the next level. Let's just call this one like pleasure-based businesses. Because even these business coaches in lingerie, a lot of them will then at some point in their time frame call it a pleasure-based business oh they I feel like they almost all call themselves some sort of pleasure-based business coach or they used pleasure-based like tactics and they definitely use it in their marketing so that you can also create your pleasure-based business right which somehow equates to laying in lingerie and fucking yourself with a crystal dildo it sounds like a joke, but the truth is there have been people that have paid thousands of dollars for that exact business advice. Like we've seen literally that is like that has happened in the space. Like I'm not just pulling that statement out of the air like it's funny. Like this is straight up from somebody's marketing. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. And the Yoni eggs as well. Like how many people talk about like charging their Yoni crystal in the moonlight and during uh-huh. the week? And then utilizing that power in their yoni to like generate their next major business idea. So that's like, that's like the next layer then though, because these people clearly believe in it. There are definitely women right now that I know that have like bragged about the fact that they were, all they wanted to do was be experiencing orgasms when they crossed a million dollar mark. And supposedly that's how it happened. Or they actually were mid-orgasm when they've just crossed, like, I was getting, like, fucked. <laughs> and I crossed seven figures. Like, I thought right. that thing. Because it's like, I've seen posts like that. I had my first six-figure launch while I was having an orgasm on vacation. Like, is nothing private? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, like, laying that all out there. And also think about it. If guys had started this business model, women would be absolutely disgusted. But but because women started this business model, most guys are going to feel their ego stroked and not say anything because their woman's bragging about how freaking good they are online. But like, again, if you reverse this and these are all people, not all, these are mostly people that are like, damn, I'd say this is more in the CEOs, the self-proclaimed hoes. But most of the people that fall into that category are going to be like, also these self-proclaimed like anti-patriarchy let's reclaim it and yet if the tables were reversed and this were a man showing up doing this oh my gosh it would be called out so hard 
And to me, that's what true equality is then. If you're seeking equality, you want equal treatment, man or woman. That to me is what that means versus polarity, which is our next episode, which is the dynamics, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're seeking equality, to me, that is equal treatment. Like nobody gets a pass. We won't necessarily get into this. This goes into like a lot of them are pro LGBTQ plus like trans arguments, right? Mm -hmm. Where then it's like, if you want this level playing field and you want to play the idea that like, yes, biologically, we may be different, but everything's a construct, then you don't get to play with those rules anymore either. You don't get to play with biological natural differences and say like, okay, sure. But like, we've been, but we've been held down for so long. So we get to do that. Like, no, that's not how, Mm -hmm. that's not how it works. If you're actually looking for a level playing field. It's special (laughs) rights, not equal rights. Yeah. Let's bring it back because that that was a little bit like off topic, but also not the cake. Let's get back to the cake layer. Yeah. Insert standard commercial. Hi, I'm Katie of Gwen and Katie. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to hit subscribe and head over to IWantTheTea.com where you just might inspire our next show topic. And I'm Gwen. If that almost made you want to turn this off, we'll probably work well together. If you're an online business owner in need of someone to hold the big vision of your next project or guide you to the next steps of its fruition, you can find my current offerings at GwenTanaguchi.com. Like, let's talk about then the body positivity with it, because I've seen a lot of this go into the, you're not going to keep me small and quiet. They've equated it to... I wear lingerie. I've created a six-figure business while like masturbating or orgasming to like, you're not going to squash my voice and my, I, my body is going to take up space now. Like these, these women are, it's such a strange concept to me, how it's so inner interwoven like that, like reclaiming their sexual power then goes into I'm going to like gain weight to take up space or like body positivity at any size which I have a lot of thoughts on you know like bodies come in all shapes and sizes like I'm disclaimering this like I'm all about you embracing your body at basically any size but they're still healthy bodies and like, we should not, in my opinion, be glamorizing unhealthy lifestyles. Yeah. And healthy bodies come in all different shapes and sizes mm-hmm. and healthy bodies look different. And, and I get that that's where I'm just going to play the devil's advocate on the other side. I also get that that's where body positivity movements come in where it's like, yeah, but you're automatically going to demonize my fat body, but you're not going to demonize the ultra thin body. And they both might be equally unhealthy in different ways. So like, oh. I'm going to get demonized like 20 times minimum more or a hundred times more a day than that thin body, even if my lifestyle might be even healthier than that, than that thin yeah. body. So it, 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 again, it's something that I understand where it comes from. What's funny is that again, these women then are like also the ones that like, there was a TikTok trend with like that song. God, I'm terrible at TikTok trends, you know, but there's like <laughs> a song about like, um, I know Victoria's Secret. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy, like, it's an old man that lives it's in It's body positivity. That's the song. Right. And so they've, they, like, I've seen that, like, taken and exploded with this, too. And it's like, okay, and yet Victoria's Secret is also the one that originally started saying, like, 
This is for you women. This is for you to feel good in this stuff. So they're literally eating up that campaign marketing of like how that started. Like, this is for you women. Like you get to feel good. It doesn't have to be a special occasion. You can wear sexy underwear just going to the office. Why not? Like he started that, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, this is not me like praising or advocating or anything. This is me just simply saying marketing wise. Mm-hmm. He started that. They're eating onto that. And then like showing up in that and saying, well, I can do this whenever then. And then also <laughs> attacking because mm-hmm. there's this duality within them of like, but you also only said that that was okay for little women. You also only said that was okay for non-transgender women or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that that's, that's ultimately where I come back to with this is like, I believe that these women believe it. And, and I'll say that probably about every category that we go into. For the most part, I believe that these people believe in what they're saying and believe what they're saying at the moment that they're saying it. I also think that maybe when their memories come up five years down the road, if they've gotten out of it, they oh. might completely ashamed or some they're of gonna cringe so hard or cringe or be like oh my god I can't believe I fell for that in a moment and that's like you know we're all entitled to growth at the same time what they don't realize is that coming from a sales and marketing standpoint like this formula works not because you're sticking your yoni egg in you or have a crystal dildo this formula works because it's controversial mm-hmm. and because sex sells and those yep. are basic sales principles from the beginning of time that were started by freaking men. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are marketing principles started by men. Controversy sells because any publicity is good publicity. So you talking about your orgasms and shit and you talking about like you did this because you just waved a crystal in front of your hoo-ha and whatever. And and then on top of it, wearing lingerie, like you're literally just falling into marketing traps that men created. Mm-hmm. That's all that's happening here. And then, it, and then, I'm not saying there's no talent behind that. Some of these women obviously have to have some sort of talent to like, or I'm assuming, to continue to like build their database, build their fan base. They're obviously good writers as well, right? They know how to like connect to that message. There's more to it. But that's ultimately what it comes down to to me. Like to me, it's just a movement that capitalizes on two of the oldest known trends for sales and marketing, sex and controversy, period. I fully agree. To me, I'd be curious to know how some of these women that like that really hold tight to this, like let's go back to um, our initial episode. We talked about Big Red was the code name, mm-hmm. right? Big Red was a master about using sexuality throughout her posts, also using money throughout her posts, because especially at that time, women weren't supposed to talk about money, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, like nobody kind of was, but it was especially kind of like, for women to talk about their money brags and that's something we see in this community nowadays is like the brag right oh they that's exactly what they call it i brag and even if they're bragging on something that's not positive too they they change it to a brag have you seen that because it's how do i reclaim my power victim versus Mm -hmm. this but saying it doesn't change that Mm -hmm. but no but say say more about it because you you were the one that brought that to my attention that's how i know about it First of all, the brags feel icky to me. I don't, I don't know why. Like I am all about big time acknowledging and celebrating wins. Like every business milestone I have, I've gone to Tiffany and bought a piece of jewelry. You know what I mean? Like I'm very big on celebrating. The bragging thing comes across as, first of all, they all almost 
all of them always start with, I hate doing this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Almost all of them. So it's like, oh, you're acting like you don't want to like be celebrating or talking about your wins. And like you're being coerced into this by your coach. And some of it, I think genuinely they are, you know, oh, these, and, these coaches know, are like, you need to go into the space and you need to do your eye brags because like, you're going to help other, other women, right? Like, hey, you're going to help me look good as your coach, because they'll all know that you're training with me. And that's exactly it. That's yeah. exactly it. It's so selfish. But I've seen with the coach that's really known for doing this in her space, this one lady who kind of going back to the like spiritual sisterhood where I was talking about, you know, these women's lives like will fall apart and they came in and they were happy and now they're going through a divorce and all of the things, right? Yeah. They're the same ones. It feels like there's this thread. There's these same ones that they start, you know, struggling. Like they're now like, going through a nasty divorce they're fighting custody battles then they start posting pictures of themselves in lingerie within these groups because they're reclaiming their power and they're starting to brag on shit that like nobody in their right mind is bragging on i brag that i lost my custody battle and you know i'd only get to see my kids once a month now supervised like shit like that they're bragging on it and it's getting validated yeah in these groups by these women that are like praising this one particular person but like she's not like an exception this is basically like the norm within this group and it's such a bizarre concept to me i actually don't see it as reclaiming our power i think that it's a oh, it's no. another way that that keeps people stuck in accepting circumstances that they don't need to accept because it's glamorized. That's a great way to put it. I was going to say something similar, but I guess it's just like, it's like a flavor sprinkle different, which is just that when you're going through something so painful, but suddenly you have a community of people that aren't just going to coddle you, but are literally going to collapse for you, that becomes the new nibble that you want. Exactly. So you show up in lingerie and, and people are giving you that little hint of validation. That's that little nibble that you want. You say something body positive and you have all your body positive women coming to be like, yes, girl, we've been waiting for you. That's your little nibble. So mm -hmm. like you fall deeper and deeper into this thing that isn't real life. It's not reality. It's just social media reality. It's this alternate reality where you're trying to get as much little validation and as much little like nibbles as you can but like you said one day you have to wake up and be like holy shit like outside of this I'm and I pro I believe for the most part a lot of them probably outside of that are depressed or falling apart in some way and this is their way to like keep going have you ever heard of Pavlov's dog yeah like the Pavlov theory like yes, that's literally absolutely. what it is yeah it's like there's a reward that like yeah. that comment that that endorphin rush that they get from this validation from this community on something that's actually shitty right it keeps them coming back for more it's like like it's the nibble it's that endorphin rush that they keep chasing and i've seen it like this one person that that i'm thinking of 
I followed her because I was, I was actually like genuinely concerned about her mental health. Yeah. We're like, I wasn't close with her. I, I was in this group doing some research for a client and I stayed because it's like watching a train wreck. You know what I mean? Like I was so shocked at the things that were happening within this space and the, the intimate details that were also being shared. Oh, for sure. This is social media. Like this is this is the interwebs. This is public domain, truly. Like it may be a private Facebook, but this these people are sharing details about not just their lives, but their partners' lives, their, their spouses' lives that I am so shocked that they share. And again, it goes to that validation. Like, is that the demise? of their relationships is that where that actually starts because they begin to overshare and then compare and I saw this picture of this lady selling business coaching and she was in a teddy you Mm -hmm. know like lingerie teddy in her office next to a filing cabinet knee like on her knees with her legs spread out like it was just so and she took this like this was in her home office like this was very much like I'm gonna go and do this and I'm gonna take a picture Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, what the fuck does your boyfriend or your husband think of this? Mm -hmm. Because I guess fuck the patriarchy and maybe I'm just, I'm just like, I can't even imagine what my husband would say. He'd be like, what are you doing? No. Where's the other side of this? Is is everybody just like, fuck the man in my life and like, I'm just going to flash my pussy all over the place? Like, where is the compass here on this? Well, I think that that's just it. Like a lot of the women that I've personally seen as leaders of this, they are either regularly single, have been single a long time, are divorced, or have even had courses with relationships when they're like with a man. And then it's like, that's erased from the internet when they're done. So like they don't have these stable relationships either. The women that I've personally seen fall into this tend to also be people that are you know, when they're in a relationship, they're magically in love and everybody has to hear about it the same way that they hear about everything else. And then it like is wiped from the internet when they're gone. So it, it, to me, for the most part, I haven't seen a lot of women that go this deep into it that are in these relationships. And because I think that too, and then that's the argument, of course, too, right? Like, well, you're, you're embedded by the patriarchy. Like these are patriarchal rules in your mind. A man should never be able to tell you what to do, except I've, I did pinup modeling when I was younger and I actually you did too yeah and I love those photos and I'll sometimes reshare them like not like deep ones but you know like I'll sometimes reshare some of the photos on my social media or you can go back through my profile pictures and when I was super young they're still in there but I couldn't imagine like I know for a fact my boyfriend would not be happy if I he'd be like what are you doing like this is But I don't think that that's the patriarchy. I think that's having respect and regard for the person you're sharing your life with. And that's what I was going to say. I think it's a total lack of respect because if I know that he's uncomfortable with that, I would also be uncomfortable with that. I wouldn't want to do that. But then those that come to these spaces and they're being surrounded by all these women who don't have this stable family life, who don't have all this, but they're just like, Fuck that. He's holding you back if this is what you want to do. But they only want to do that because it's a new group to fit in with where all these women appear, again, alternate reality, appear so happy, so free, so in love with their bodies, which actually let's go back to that, like the body positivity movement. You and I personally saw 
women that with the body positivity movement gained a lot of weight. Oh my God, like like a shocking amount of weight. And as they're gaining weight, they're gaining followers. And they're getting louder and they're losing more clothes. They're losing more clothes. <laughs> and and they're almost like shaming this version of them that was smaller or like su- suddenly this version of them that was smaller that maybe like we've even seen women that were eating super healthy. But now, of course, and this is it's possible that this is true, but you're hearing like, oh, I was I was restricting so much back then or I thought I had all these like food intolerances and but I've even though I've been sick for the last 365 days, like that's just the cleansing process of my body getting reused to it. And like, supposedly that goes away. So now there's like this error message with these smaller versions of themselves. And it's this, mm-hmm. like you said, take up space movement and their bank accounts get bigger and their followings get bigger. And it's- their ass gets bigger, their bank account gets bigger and right. they equate their body size to the size of their voice. And then it also becomes, okay, well, anybody that speaks up against that just falls back to patriarchy again. Oh, you're just embedded by the patriarchy. Oh, like men don't get to tell you how to feel. And I agree, but it's not about that. You know, like, and this is where I think every episode of ours is going to come down to critical thinking, but like, it's where it doesn't pass through that that critical thinking mass. And that's because if it did, you'd have to face reality. Mm-hmm. You'd have to face, why is this suddenly happening now? And if it's suddenly happening now and you're aware of it and you're like, no, I need to go through this. I need to experience this because I have been seriously restricting. I don't know what normal cues are for my body. I do have to go through this. That's a totally different thing than what I'm referencing here. Well, that's intentional, right? That's mindful and intentional. There's a distinct difference. This feels like, I don't know, it's funny. It's like, I know we're going to end up talking about like, the occult and like the pendulum swing and all that you know what I'd like to do is like an analysis on the personality types that get all of these topics that we're covering because it just feels like a certain personality type that there's a thread that that there's a certain personality type that gets sucked into each one of these things and some of them are in multiple categories there's like I said there with the spiritual sisterhood and to into the CEOs. I mean, that's a very like seamless transition. There's a lot yeah. of people that like have that thread of commonality. Yeah. But it's very interesting because it seems like there's a few common personality types that you only see actually. And maybe, I mean, I think that obviously like critical thinking is, is a part of that. My mind goes to this, Katie is like, what is next? Because there, this, there's no longevity in this. Well, it's pendulum. It's everything's always a pendulum swing. It's a swing right now. We're already seeing the opposite swing of this, which is polarity, right? Because a big yeah. conversation, and we'll talk about that in the next episode, but a big conversation with polarity dynamics is obviously like you submit to the man as a female, and that is a natural order of things. It's also very Christian based in a lot of the polarity circles. Even those that think they have nothing to do with Christianity have actually very Christian ideals that they're holding without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. But in that circle too, it also becomes like almost out of respect for your man and out of respect for yourself, a polarizing man, right? A very masculine man will want a woman who appears a certain way. And that might not fit, you know, again, that might be like, it could come in any body size, but she, 
keeps up with herself and she takes care of her body and she takes care of her hair and her maintenance and she appears a certain way to society. And it that is the opposite pendulum swing. So like they're both happening at the same time right now. They're both going to come back to the middle as they always do. You know, I mean, there's there are so many different phases that we've gone through even in the last God, it's weird saying 70 years because I think of the 1950s as like 50 years ago still. Like 1950s was housewife, right? Then like 60s, 70s started like the hippie trend and women were free. Everyone was free, right? But like everything was out and free and like you weren't shaving and like long hair. And that was still considered beautiful and feminine and like dancing and whatnot. Then all of a sudden the 80s came and like all women chopped their hair off and it was very masculine and it was the shoulder pads to make yourselves wider and it was bodysuits. Then it was like, we're all going to be corporate just the same. And Mm -hmm. the 90s like almost was like kind of a slight swing back to femininity, kind of a slight swing back to like housewife-ish, but we're a housewife with a job. Like, Mm -hmm. and honestly, like, I don't know where we are now, but that's what changed is the internet changed it, Right. Now all these things can coexist where you can find a bubble that you fit in at the time. Yeah. To that, we were all under the mind brain of just what was around us. So what was happening in Wisconsin might not have looked like what was happening in Texas, might not have looked like what was happening in England. And it would all look kind of similar because there's still these major fashion brands that kind of originate in a certain place. And all fashions copy from that to bring over here because that's what's going to be popular. That's what's going to be seen in magazines. Yeah. Right. So there was still kind of like a homogenization of the world happening around the same period of time. At the same time, there wasn't this like, you must adhere, which is what's going on now. That's the whole thing of cancel culture, right? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. care what your background is. I don't care where you grew up. I don't care how different you were raised than me. You must adhere to my way of thinking and this way of thinking or else you're this, 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 or else I'm going to cancel you or else you're wrong. Like, and this is freedom, right? But it also has allowed all these people, <laughs> right, the opposite of freedom. Like, I know. Jail cell. <laughs> but that's what they think. And yet at the same time, like, that's also allowed all these people to have all these different, like, subsects that honestly, prior to this, only existed in cult communities, right? Where they cut you off from society. It's mm-hmm. a different way of being cut off from society because it hooks you in. It gives you Pavlov, Pavlov's dog recognition it gives you that ring of the bell every time that you get a treat and like it can become this alternate world and that's I mean that's probably why there's no real subsection I have for like 2000s plus because really we had the internet then and it changed everything like it it changed everything there's no longer a homogenization although there's an attempt to homogenize everything agreed and it's I feel everyone's always felt it's been unsafe to not fit in but like this goes back to the sisterhood thing that you were talking about as well. Once you've gotten into that and you're like, oh, wow, these women are very validating. This is what it is. They look so empowered. They look so happy with themselves. I've never felt that in my life. I want to feel that. Like yeah. that that must be the answer. Like people, I don't even feel like these people are necessarily getting manipulated into this. It's this susceptibility of like, I want that. I want what she has. It's the Joneses but on fucking crack like 100% that's what I'm saying about like the personality type right like there's like a character trait that makes people it's almost like an addiction honestly yeah 
it's like they test the waters they they have that's like a gate whatever like that first like is like a gateway drug with them testing the waters on it and then they just like go full on oh <laughs> one day you're getting a like and the next day you're a full-on hoe it's over for you <laughs> i sound like a fucking gazer dude but it's true i don't get it like Oh, smoke the reefer. You're gonna be hooked on heroin. I get, but I get what you're. I get what you're saying. Like, of course, I'm making fun of it, but I, I totally get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> because there's there is truth in it. Like, the, and and especially like there are so many other issues. And the problem is that these social media sites know exact. Like, they're playing the same game with your mind games of hosting other people playing the same game with their mind games. So, like these. These sites are literally designed and so many people that have created these sites or were early in the creation literally quit because of how addictive they figured out how to make it because of algorithms, because of targeting, because of what people like, because of what will keep them on longer, because of advertisements, because of the change of Amazon. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Oh, the social fucking rewards. It's like the reward system. Like, it's crazy that they even have that dialed in, man. And that's, unfortunately like and then of course they're ingraining children younger and younger and younger and so it's becoming something that children are not being raised to expect Mm -hmm. or want or desire or want to brag about like so then it's already becoming part of their brains but even with us that like hit it in the older generations like well I say older generations I was in middle school when AIM was really popular and you know, we had internet in the grade schools already, but I had like internet at my house by probably eighth grade or something. So I was still like, I was in that middle gap, mm-hmm. right? You know, which a lot of us probably that are going to be listening to this are like, we grew up without the internet. So we know how to live without the internet. I don't know how to live without the internet anymore. And I'm older than you. Okay. That's a stretch. Stre- living without the internet's a stretch, but because I would, I've, would never learn maps, even if I didn't have the internet. I'm the opposite of a savant when it comes to directions. So like, same. Okay. Well, of course, (laughs) but, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we did have a life without internet. And so there's this like mass importance on needing the validation. And yet at the same time, there are still people, which a lot of these people, again, that fall into these categories. I know so many of them that were drug addicts in their past that had addictive personalities but going forward, you won't even need that in order to get that dopamine hit that they figured out on these platforms to keep you more and more aligned. I mean, this came up in a different episode of ours, but Meta's freaking like tagline is what? Be yourself or it's safe mm-hmm. to be you. And yeah. the like, come on, that is deep, dark marketing to me. But that's exactly what they've programmed. It feels oh. maniacal, man. I don't know. There's it's, something I don't like, like dark about that. It's real dark. Well, there's, there's, and so this is something interesting too. And I know that we'll be talking about this in a different episode, but let's just, we'll just call this icing right now. You know, the people that have dabbled in NLP and stuff, there are literally entire books and it's called dark psychology for a reason. So we'll have to talk about that later. But like that's also happening within these communities online, within the spiritual business world. And these people are all thinking that they're for this positive cause. They're all thinking they're doing this. Like women and CEOs, self-proclaimed hoes, it's this liberation movement, so they think, right? Body positivity, it's this liberation movement. Like I finally get to feel good being me and I've been big my whole life. Like, you know what? You deserve that. But that doesn't have to become 
the mark like it, but it's valid. is that the hill that you have to die on is that like the stake that you have to put in into it's all only, of your marketing and your business that's why it's so hard for me to critique any of this Gwen. because like at the end of the day i'm like well of course like when the whole idea behind spiritual business is make money being you make money figuring out who you are make money like not working, but simply just sharing your life, which is very MLM-ish again, right? Like, just share what you like. Just share who you like and what you're doing with your free time because that's what this life gives you, freedom lifestyle. Like, it, it's, it'd be so hard to be like, wow, I'm finally in a community and I get to like feel good about my body and like nobody's ever given me that permission before, but no, I'm not going to make money off of it. Like, it's so hard to have that personal restrained and that comes to all these different things right like it'd be so hard to be like oh okay this community has encouraged that oh yeah but they're like they're all making like thousands and thousands of dollars like just by sharing that well maybe I should share my journey and I think it's like in my mind and I this is just like I kind of always think everybody's innocent I'm like I'm definitely an innocent until proven guilty with everybody's motives I'm I fucking think, sus on yeah. everybody no, and everything and yeah. I'm like no nah, hell no, no. you know no, you know you what know. you're doing <laughs> which is why I love us because we have almost the same brain but we come from like different aspects of like where we're coming from but to me I always believe like it's probably I like I get why it happens but at some point you have to be willing to like, I know that at the same time, these women are experiencing, even while they're in it, these moments where they're like, oh, that feels kind of icky. Oh, that doesn't feel good. Coming back to like women that post are like, I really don't want to do this, but I brag. It's like, if you really don't want to do it, at what point are you going to stop and question yourself and be like, and if you really don't want to do it and you're in such an empowering community, mm-hmm. why the fuck are you doing it? Why would you do that? Why are you being coerced into doing this if you're feeling so fucking empowered at every turn? Well, and you and I both know, you know, behind the scenes, but that's where the manipulation comes in. Oh, yeah. You're resisting this because this is the next level of your growth. Are you happy with where you've been? Like you hired me for a reason. This is the next level of your growth. So do you want to stay stuck where you are? Do you want to stay at this level where you are achieving things and tell the universe, no, actually, I'm good here. Or do you want to get to your next level? Because if this is uncomfortable for you, that's somewhere for you to explore. So go oh, for to- sure. I mean, I, I like, I know that that's what it is. It's just so crazy looking at these things with such a critical eye and seeing it. And I mean, it's like, we're going to say this so often, like we could see it so clear. It's crazy that others can't see it. And I know that when you're in it, your blinders are on. Like I'm sympathetic to that. It's interesting watching people try and come out of this space while talking about like, okay, let's talk about like the pullout of it, right? Because there's a couple people that I follow that have expressed their discomfort with how things have gone and how they, you know, put themselves out there in this way, but then their profile picture is them basically half naked while talking about the very thing that they were like upset with themselves about getting kind of sucked up into. It goes to that, I mean, like the thread of selling sisterhood. It's like, this becomes so much of their identity that it becomes almost like crippling for them to get out of. Mm -hmm. 
one also, if you have to face the reality, if you were one of the unfortunate people that lost everything during it or that lost things that mattered to you in real life during it, right? Like friends, family, because that's very common. That's a very common thread too. And that's why cancel culture like reams supreme, especially in this space, like this idea of cancel culture, like, oh, you don't agree with me? Delete. I don't like your comment. Delete. And and sometimes there is a truth to like the sovereignty of like, it's my page. I'll allow what I want. Fully. But, but that's very different than like, seriously, like, oh, your family doesn't agree with you. They're just going to hold you back. You need to cut them off or your friends don't get it. Like they're they're just trying to bring you back into their way of thinking. Like, are you with us? Are you with that? Like, it becomes this like, well, then you have to cut them. Like, are you seriously committed to your next level of growth? Then you have to cut them off. So if you've also lost all of that or are trying to repair all of that, like facing that reality and, and coming out of it and trying to navigate it, like, and that's the problem with every single one of these subsects that we're going to be talking about. And the yeah. space in general is that when you tie your identity so much to what's making you money, so much to your business model, so much to only a concept or idea, because of course, niching is another thing that is an old as time business practice, right? Like mm -hmm. the expert niches and he makes the money. A surgeon makes more money than a general practitioner. Like that's always the line you hear. So that's as old as time, but also like, so then you dedicate yourself to this narrower and narrower field except you're using your entire self, your life, your stories, your body, your imaging yeah. to promote it. Now, what if that doesn't fit you? You know, Nietzsche was never supposed to be who you are. We're like mm -hmm. these multi-dimensional beings. But as soon as you compact that to only fit one veil, and then you're trying to come out of it, like it would take years to rediscover who you are. Mm-hmm. Who am I without anything I thought that mattered before I got into this, where then I thought all this mattered and now none of that matters? Who am I without anything that ever mattered to me? Uh, I mean, they create an echo chamber and it, it's so hard to like discern mm -hmm. anything and come out of it once you've created that for yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we started with like the crystal dildo going in and now you talked about the pullout. So <laughs> well, circle to me. <laughs> I know there's so much more that we could honestly say, but it's going to come up in other topics as we go. I mean, yeah. Okay. So I, I asked you last episode, oh, like if you were God. for or against, oh God, I'm going to like a version of this is the CEO movement empowering. Honestly, I don't believe so. No. Oh my I, God. I got an answer. I got like an actual, yeah. like, no. Yeah, That's I think not what I was expecting. Oh, really? It's well, okay, I'll clarify. No, no, I think <laughs> no, it's I think it's um, I think it feels self-empowering when you're in it, but I don't think it's self-empowering. Actually, I, I, I want to add on to that, too. I shared with you the last one that I was in MLM. And while I was in it, like I really did almost feel happier, like there was almost that psychosomatic thing of like because I'm posting positively about these things and because I'm actively taking time to like let's say go on a walk and appreciate the sunset because that also makes for a good post like while I was in it I felt happier but looking back I also remember like I remember coming home from like a 12-hour car sales day at work and Soph being like mommy play with me and me going like 
Sophia, I really can't right now. I need to work on this. But like, this is this is so we can play together all the time. Like I was telling myself those same lies too. But really, I was further and further away from real life because everything was focused on the way it looked. So I was doing some positive actions because of that. I was taking my daughter on a scooter walk and I was out at night and I was, you know, like if I was treating myself to pizza, like I appreciated it a little more because I was like, oh, this bought me this. Like Mm -hmm. I can look at it that way. And that's true. So it felt very self-empowering. But if I look back on that version of my life, like it really was psychosomatic. It was because I was telling myself I was happier and appearing happier that I was happier. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we can do without clinging on to these movements. So I want to add that to it too. Like I get, it does feel that way. People feel what you're writing online and they're attracted Mm -hmm. to the people that are actually feeling it or that actually believe it or that actually certain because it's worked for them because they've made hundreds of thousands of dollars. But not everybody's also going to reach that. Mm -hmm. And then just, I'm sorry, prostituted yourself for what? Right. Yeah, I agree. What are your thoughts, Gwen? Oh, (laughs) I feel like it's repressive. I feel like the people that are the masterminds behind this are super manipulative and like preying on vulnerabilities and weaknesses and a woman's desire to want to fit in and actually own her femininity and her sexuality. Like women want to be sexy. Absolutely. And I feel like that's being preyed upon to make money. As it always has been, like you want to talk about the patriarchy, there is nothing like that is the epitome of of it, like air quote, you know, I think it's super repressive. I think that it actually does the opposite of empowering and it's setting women back in like the authority that we could claim in these business spaces. It's setting women back. So that's. That's my thought on it. Like looking at it from a solely like a business perspective, I think it's doing, I think it's, it makes women as a whole look silly. Mm. Like you want to, you want to spread your legs and have a lack of clothing and talk about business. It just, it, it's silly. It's almost a Kardashian effect or the fact that there are supermodels like Chrissy Teigen that have also created you know their own businesses and promote it and they started this way but like kim kardashian will one day be in like really skanky looking shady photograph room of some guy that's hot at the time and it looks really sketch and then the next day she's a lawyer and then Mm -hmm. the next day she's a mogul running multi-million dollar businesses and it all coincides but like I'm sorry, if you're still only in the online Facebook space for your business, you're not a Kim Kardashian. Like there there are different rules that apply. Absolutely. And and in a case like that, I think, you know, there is, it's still a model that works, clearly. Mm -hmm. But she's not also showing up to business meetings in her lingerie. Like she's out on the town and that gets photographed. She's in a modeling shoot which is promotional for her business and she's being photographed. Like, I feel like people don't understand the way that that gets modified on the ladder down. Oh, absolutely. It's an emulation of something that does not add up. Like one and one don't make three here. Absolutely. I fully agree. All right. So next time we're talking about polarity and I'm really looking forward to getting into this conversation. 
it's going to be so fun because it's, again, like the opposite almost of this whole sect mm-hmm. of women. But I guess the one crossover would be that many of them in both groups, except maybe not the Christian polarity, but in both groups have like that same love of like kinks and bonds and... <laughs> Oh, that they do. We'll just, we'll just tie it in that way. We'll just start off that there. They do. <laughs> Alrighty. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. If you want to stay a fly on the wall for future conversations, remember to hit subscribe to stay in the loop. For those looking to spill the tea, head on over to IWantTheTea.com and join the discussion. I'm Gwen. And I'm Katie. See you around.